This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody up. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2-0 and he's... What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe! From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair. Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. Hey there. Because you're listening to this podcast, we at Blue Wire want you to know this. One, we freaking love you. And two, we want to learn more about you. Help us make more content you'll love by filling out a survey you can find in the description of this podcast. You'll help us out a ton, and you'll have a chance to win a Blue Wire t-shirt, hoodie, or a pair of AirPods. We appreciate you, hope you're staying safe, and want you to enjoy this podcast. Blue Wire. Kawhi Leonard is going to join the Clippers. Kawhi turns the corner for the win. Three on the way. Yes. Paul George nails it. Lou Williams for the win. Bingo. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Clip and Roll. I am your host, Justin Russo. I'm your other host, Farwad Esnashari from Sports Illustrated. This podcast is being brought to you by Bet Online and Blue Wire. Um, I'm going to tell everyone right off the bat, Farwad is going to carry this show. He's Superman. I'm, I'm going to kill Justin at the end of this, in the middle of this episode. If yeah, you know okay. what you hear from him, he's dead. And I, I was, he will no longer come back ever again. I was going to say, I'm, I was going to say that you're going to be Superman and I'm Robin. Then I realized that doesn't work because, you know, it's supposed to be Batman and Robin. Today yeah, you're taking over. Robin dies. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah, yeah let's talk children. about that. There is a great account on Twitter called Batman Slander. Have you ever looked at their stuff? No, but my favorite Twitter account is one where they dub music of Shaq DJing into clips of video game music. And it's just like all my favorite songs from Donkey Kong Country and stuff, but with Shaq DJing. So here's that actually sounds amazing. Here's some amazing tweets from this Batman slander account. Batman be sending an 11 year old with a yardstick out at 2 a.m. to fight grown men. That's that's just one of the greatest like there's so many good stuff, like good tweets in here. One of the other ones is like Batman's the only superhero that would lose all his powers to Bernie Sanders. Okay. 
just because the superpower is rich. Like that's all it is. Uh, one of the other ones was like, if CPS ever did an audit on Bruce Wayne, he would never have a Robin. You know, I was watching Spider-Man two today and I was just like, man, a lot of this stuff is going to be really tough in modern day. I'm like, like you tell me no one's just going to like snap a photo of Spider-Man like slipping up at one point. And it just seems so easy to get figured out who you are as a superhero now. Right. Okay. So spoiler alert at the end of Spider-Man far from home in the credit scene, J Jonah Jameson played by, Oh my God, I just forgot his name. Oh my God. I just forgot his name right now. Oh, JK Simmons, JK Simmons. Simmons whiplash. Yes. Yes. By the way, I, uh, real quick. I love the fact that they just kept JK Simmons as J Jonah Jameson, because that's like the most perfect, uh, portrayal of Jameson that anyone could ever do. JK Simmons was made for that role. Anyways, they out Peter Parker as Spider-Man in the credits. And I'm just like, yeah, you would have figured some people would have finally noticed a high school kid was constantly missing on like trips and stuff. And say, and Spider-Man was always where he was. And that's how MJ uh, figured out that spider, that Peter was Spider-Man. I gotta say, Spider-Man is just not a believable superhero. I was, you know what? Okay, this is the last statement I'm going to say about this because we we've been talking about this way too long. Tobey Maguire is the best Peter Parker, but he's not the best Spider-Man. Okay, you know who I think is the best Spider-Man? Who? Andrew Garfield. Just as Spider-Man, not as Peter Parker. Yeah, just as Spider-Man. Yeah, because I think Andrew Garfield's a horrible Peter Parker, but a good Spider-Man. I agree. I think Andrew Garfield's the best Spider-Man. I feel that Tobey Maguire was the best Peter Parker, but I feel like uh, Tom Holland is probably the best of both, like mixed. Like he's the second of each. You know what I mean? He is, but like Peter's supposed to be nerdy and Tom Holland is not nerdy. Andrew Garfield was way too cool. Tobey Maguire is the only one where I'm like, okay, yeah, that guy could get beat up by people. Like he looks like he'd be bullied, but, but not the other two. They look like they would beat up other people. Listen, I know a dork when I see one, and Tobey Maguire was a dork. That's why he's the best Peter Parker. Anyway, Clipper basketball. Here's we got to talk about. Clippers just won the 2021 championship. Sorry, it's already been decided. Just kidding. What happened was we're going to do a media call with Doc Rivers, and we did a media call with Landry Shamit. And these things started ramping up just this week. Um, There's only about like six or seven of us on the call. Me, Tomer, Jovan, uh, I hate that guy, um, Miriam, Andrew Greif, all the people you usually see at the games. Um, we call that the goat squad? <laughs> we call, I call them the usual suspects. That's what we I'm, call them. Great movie, by the way. Actually, top three all time for me. Um, you, you think, wait, hold on, hold on. I know, you're, I know we're in the middle of doing Clipper stuff. Hold on. Usual suspects is a top three movie to you? All time, yes. I don't know if I can disagree with you on that. That's uh, one of the one of the greatest, if not the greatest twist in movie history. I think that twist kind of ruined every other twist after it. The only thing that's comparable is the uh, Sixth Sense. So, well, that and Saw. I don't really remember Saw's twist. What the hell was Saw's twist? He was in the room the whole time. Oh, uh, you see, like, I think Saw got ruined for me because I kept attaching it to like stupid movies. Like after the first one, and I don't, and it, and it was one of those things where I knew what happened, 
Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like I knew what happened without yeah. watching it because all the other ones were made and I was like, oh, okay. Those are those are probably three of the best movie twists, by the way. Um, I mean, there's also Fight Club. Fight I gotta say, when you figure out the twist in Fight Club and then rewatch Fight Club, it completely changes how you watch it, and that's the same thing I feel with the usual suspects. Also, as a bonus, is Old Boy. That is the gnarliest twist I've ever seen. I don't think I've seen Old Boy. Don't watch the Spike Lee version. You have to watch the original Korean version. Anyway, okay. let's go. Basketball. Doc is on a press call. He said, you guys, we traded for LeBron James. He's a clipper now. We traded Rodney McGruder. Sorry, Rodney. That's what happened on the media call. <laughs> he, basically, he gave us an update on the team. He, gave, he told us, um, you know, everybody looks really good. Everyone's been practicing. They've been really appreciative of all the equipment that's been sent to them. All indications look like the Clippers look really, really prepared to uh, be in the lead when it terms of like winning the weight. Like it seems like them and the Lakers are really ahead of the curve. Um, he had mentioned that everyone was coming to the bubble, every single player, including Lou. And I think honestly, Lou was always going to go. He just wanted to kind of leverage as i mentioned like he wanted to leverage to make sure going resulted in something happening and he got what he wished because they're going to be able to put whatever they want in their jerseys and it's going to say black lives matter on the court so at that point there's no reason for lou to disagree if he got exactly what he wanted and then at some point doc had mentioned that no one had gotten sick and that is what's interesting so Doc mentioned that nobody that he knows as far as staff or player had gotten COVID-19. And then literally one day later, uh, the Clippers have to shut down their practice facility just, just for a day so far. The Clippers had to shut down their practice facility because someone on the traveling staff got COVID-19. Now they're being... Um, Coy. Yeah, they're being a little coy with that. It seems like they are deliberately withholding whether or not it was a player or not. Seems like it wasn't a player, and it seems like they're only going to be shut down for a day because we also we were scheduled to interview somebody uh, tomorrow. So that's what we were all kind of wondering: like, is this is this still happening? Um, it looks like it might, but we haven't really gotten any updates. So that's they're going to have to do contact tracing. Um, but I don't think it affects the entire team in the large scale of things, the way it was phrased. I think if I wanted to, I could figure it out who it was, but like, I, I don't want to bother anybody about that. That just seems like a, like a lame thing to bother somebody about. Plus it's like their own personal business at that point, which I understand in the middle of a pandemic, like they needed to do the due diligence on tracking, like who, like you said, like contact tracing and who they were in contact with and all this stuff. Personally, for like you and I, I don't need to know who it is. Yeah, I mean, people have been asking me, but I'm like, man, why do I want to bother anybody about that? Like, I'm not going to bother anybody about that. And Doc got a little bit political, as he usually does. He had mentioned, you know, the, the leadership we have right now is awful. And I think one of the really poignant things he had mentioned, out, mentioned was they were asking, you know, why did George Floyd's death um have so much impact compared to the every, everything else that's ever happened, you know, like Breonna Taylor, um, Trayvon Martin. And he had mentioned that the brutality of George Floyd's death and the fact that if you watch the full thing, it's eight minutes long, 
and he said, and he had put it in a really sharp way that I was like, Oh wow. Or he basically said, um, that's basically a quarter of basketball. Somebody had their knee on his throat for a whole quarter of basketball. And that's how long he couldn't breathe. And when you put it that way, it's just like, ah, that's, you put it in a way sports fans just kind of a hundred percent get it when they typically wouldn't, you know, think about it like this. It was eight minutes and 46 seconds. It was 44 seconds longer than stairway to heaven. And that's an eight minute song. Yeah. That's like, I don't mean to put it in like those, like we, like anytime I hear stairway to heaven, I'm like, that's a really long song. And a man had a knee on the back of his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. And he, he had also kind of given a little bit of praise to Zubats. He mentioned Zub is just a tremendous player. And then he thinks Noah is going to be very great with him. And Fourth quarter Zub. Yeah. I mean, well, we can only, we can only hope. I mean, we don't really, at the end of the day, they're still winning. So it's like, whatever works, works, but he does deserve fourth quarter minutes. And um, I think the other thing that was the most important was he had mentioned that he had talked to Adam Silver and how this season's winner, and this seems to be a really growing thought around the NBA, that this season's winner shouldn't have an asterisk around it, but like a gold star. And it's something Giannis has said. It's something Doc has said. It seems to be um, a much, much bigger standpoint that keeps happening where people are saying because of how hard it is to get prepared for this season and the limitations they've been working with and just the mental toughness you're going to need to be stuck in a bubble for that long. Like you really have to give people more credit. You shouldn't be taking away. Now, granted they're saying that, but who knows that like we start this and just everybody's just getting injured like flies because they we've, you know, we've seen previous examples of stuff like this. And if everybody's getting injured like flies and then you have like a finals matchup, that's the Lakers or the Clippers versus the Bucks without Kawhi, Giannis or PG. And it's just like Chris Middleton versus Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell. Like that's when you start getting into like, okay, we should, we should probably give this an asterisk season because everyone's just getting hurt, you know? Yeah. I hate, look, every title for the most part has an asterisk just because stupidity i guess is i don't know but whoever wins this title will have had the most luck attributed to it only because covid injury factor rust neutral site bubble players not being there travel three months by yourself until family can come into the bubble i guess and all these factors that they, they were what four, five months off. Like this is the most insane stretch run to a title ever. It's not like soccer where there's standings and you only have to get to like a certain amount of points before the other team can't catch up. They're going to play four, eight, eight games and then four rounds. And the thing is everyone keeps talking like, Everyone keeps being like, oh, man, if this happens, if the season happens, like we're going to have an asterisk. It's going to be a weird season, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, well, nobody really knows what they're talking about because we've never experienced anything like this before. So we can't really say anything until after it happens. 
right now, everyone's rested. Everyone's healthy. That's going for the most part. And who knows what happens when we get there. If when we get there, everything's just really wonky and kind of sucks. Like then, yeah, you can categorize in a certain way, but you can't, you can't categorize anything right now. By the way, I want to, I want to say something real quick. Uh, Joe Kim Noah, have you seen the picture the Clippers posted of him on Wednesday? The shredded one? I want you to know I'm the same age as Joe Kim Noah. We're both 35. Okay? Damn, I look I like a that. bucket of sh- I look like a bucket of sh- And this man looks like a Greek god. I'm very pissed. I mean, it's funny. The other day, Tomer posted a video from Noah's Instagram where he's just like dunking. Uh, in a hoop while he's in the water and I'm just like okay, that was nuts but it's like that got like over 10,000 views and I was like man how deep in the off season are we that we're, like everyone's getting hyped over a guy dunking the ball while he's in the water yeah but that takes that takes incredible uh like lower body strength because you're jumping out of water on a regulation hoop I mean it does but no one's re- like yeah, no, I know what really you're saying that yeah, like yeah. when they're by the way, could you imagine if there was a basketball league where you had to play in water? That's like Blitzball on Final Fantasy X or something. That's a really nerdy reference. Ignore that I said that. We didn't mention Blitzball from Final Fantasy X. There's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and Bet Online is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you ever, and if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. And so the other person we talked to was good old... Landry Shamit, and as much as I love Landry, that is a tough interview because Landry does not give Landry like Shay doesn't give the best answers sometimes. It's very straight and to the point. If you ask Landry, you know, what did you do to win the game? He'll just be like, We played good. And we're like, okay, thanks. And <laughs> that's about it. But he did give some interesting answers. He had mentioned what I thought was the most interesting was he thought that the communication between the team has gotten even better uh, throughout the pandemic. He thinks the chemistry is even better. He said, now everyone texts all the time in the group chat. They're always talking, always open. Nothing has really changed there. If anything, it's increased more. We've talked more, more active in our group chat, group texts, Zoom calls, group FaceTimes, whatever it is. It's been great, and we've stayed in touch. So it seems like the Clippers honestly could have used that from a chemistry standpoint. And I mean, there's two ways you could have used a break like this. You could have used it to be like, all right, peace out. I'm going to play NBA 2K and not talk to anybody and just be over it. Or you could have used it to be like, how do we keep staying in touch? How do we keep working out? How do we make sure that we're in a good position? And I guess I I resent the 2K uh, sentiment you just gave because that's what I've been doing. Exactly. 
<laughs> how do we be Justin Russo or how do we be the Clippers? Yeah, don't be me. That would be my life motto to people. Do not be me. And so to, to take Doc's phrase, win the weight, it seems like, honestly, that's what they've been doing with all of this. And the other thing that I thought was interesting was he had mentioned he's been studying Clay and Steph for footage and figuring out kind of how they get open, how they get other guys open. And it's just interesting to hear that because he doesn't really give you those little details all the time. So I think just knowing who he's emulating his game off of, while it may be obvious, like, you know, JJ Redick, it's nice to hear him say that. Um, Other than that, he had mentioned that he thinks he's in a really good spot. I asked him, you know, I personally asked him, um, you know, similar to Paul George, Paul George had his shoulders were messed up and he had mentioned this time off gave him time to actually rehab his shoulders and he feels 100%. And I asked him if that if there was anything like that for him because his wrists were messed up and he was gone for a long period of time during the season. And he said none of that was really on his mind and that he felt really good as soon as he started playing and he, he felt like he was hitting his stride before the shutdown. So for him, it's just a matter of getting back there. That's about everything we got out of those media calls. We're supposed to be getting more tomorrow, but there is a high chance we may not because there are bigger priorities at stake. Um, Yeah, it turns out COVID matters. Yes, except when bar lives matter, apparently, in Texas. Don't don't make me do it right now. All right, we'll, we'll stay out of there. Stay out of there. We'll never talk about that again. I don't feel good and I will still go on a rant. (laughs) But I guess the other, the other big piece of news that I personally enjoyed was uh, CP three said Ralph should really be, really be honored. Um, He thought Ralph and the former players after a championship, they should be honored, whether it's a Jersey retirement statue, what have you. And it's interesting because Clipper fans are sour at Chris Paul still, which Which is weird, which I think is dumb. And you should have nothing but reverence for Chris Paul and his time with the Clippers. And they still love Blake and they and they should, but they still love Blake. And Blake clearly hates the franchise still. Blake wasn't a part of the Black Ball documentary, never speaks the word. I think the only time I've heard him talk about the Clippers was when he got in that roast show with uh, Jeff Ross. Like, that's the last time I heard him talk about the Clippers. And it's so interesting because Blake is Blake is spurning the team and fans love him. Chris keeps singing all the praises for the team. Like, Chris he, keeps... He like, and Steve Ballmer are, like, still very cordial friends. Yeah, he keeps complimenting the team. And somehow fans, like, keep finding a reason to dislike him. So it's like... I don't know what's going on there, but you, y'all, y'all got to need to start liking Chris Paul again. Chris Paul is our friend. I will say this: like I understand, prisoner of the moment, Kawhi's probably the best player in Clipper history and all this. However, it, to me, it's still Chris Paul. Like out of pure player, not what they meant to the franchise. Not like Blake Griffin's still the most important player in franchise history. 
Chris Paul's still the best player in franchise history to me. That guy was a dog. That guy, every time he stepped on the floor, I knew the Clippers had an amazing chance to win that game. And he was a competitor. He competed every night, thick and thin. The man was dying on the floor in game seven against the Spurs and hits the game winner. The man, the, the man, there's so many moments that man delivered. And he always praises the team. He praises Steve Ballmer. He still talks to Steve Ballmer. He was very cordial with Ballmer after, like, when he came to him asking for a trade to, to Houston. Um, they still talk. He compliments Ralph all the damn time. He loves Ralph. He loves the team. He, like every, like you said, everything he does, he compliments the team nonstop, which is hilarious considering he was the one who asked for the trade. It's like, uh, it's like uh, a guy trying to get the girl that doesn't like him. Instead of the girl that does like him, and you're I like, have a hot take, by the way. And you're like, Blake, Blake doesn't like you. Stop, stop liking Blake. I mean, you can keep liking Blake, but Chris does like you. Go, 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 start dating Chris. It's easy. What's up? What is this hot take? I don't know if you're ready for this. Actually, I don't know if I want to say it. Um, if it's if it's that the Dark Knight isn't the best superhero movie ever made. I don't know if I'm ready for it. It's not, but it's that. Well, yes, it's not the best superhero movie ever made. However, that wasn't it. All right, say it because I already hate your guts. I think in 12 months, Chris Paul's a clipper again. In case you don't hear from Justin for the rest of this podcast, it's because I killed him after he said The Dark Knight isn't the best superhero movie ever made. And to address his statement about Chris Paul, for some reason, everyone keeps thinking that's happening. That's like a Twitter thing where everyone's like, make it happen. Bring him back home. I don't really know the contract situation that he has and how it works a year or two from now. I'm sure if Justin wasn't dead, he'd be able to answer that question because he probably knows the contract situation. But he has bad tastes in superhero movies, so I had to kill him. With that being said... I'm sorry, Shazam was better. Oh, so he came back to life. My bad. He's Shazam was better. Don't worry. You, dude, I hate Shazam. I hated Why? that. Why? I hated that movie. That was like a two out of 10 to me. I hated, I, oh. I took a friend of that movie and I, and we both were like, man, and I apologize for how bad it was. <sighs> no, oh, I thought Kazam man. was better than Shazam. Shut up. We're not doing this. Kazam was better than Shazam. Oh, my Lord. I don't like Aquaman either. That wasn't a good movie either. I waver on Aquaman. That was the definition of a 6 out of 10. I waver on it because the visual effects were incredible. I just... This is going to be really weird. I just don't buy Jason Momoa as like an actor. In some roles, some roles. I can't say that because I have too many friends with his friends and they will not be happy about this. So I can't talk trash about Jason Lamont. But look at you. Look at you name dropping your freaking Look at me name dropping. Let me drop your name to heaven because you're dead now because you're poor movie. Taste. You actually think I'm going to heaven. That's that's a that's a plot twist. That's yeah, I a guess so. not, not when you play NBA 2K all day. Listen. I just want you to know, 
I've been grinding 2K very hard, and I'm very happy with where I am in the game. Can we talk about how I think it's stupid that Zion Williamson is the cover athlete at 2K21? So, I don't care that he is. That's so dumb, man. I, I, you know why? You know why I kind of don't care? Because it is, quote, next gen. And he is the next generation, and that's you fine. You know how me. dumb it is to make a guy who's only played 19 games a cover athlete? Eh. That's so late. Like, that's why. That's why every old NBA player is so bitter towards the newer guys. Because they, like, even when they, they mentioned the Jordan rule, uh, the, the last dance, like, he wasn't getting any endorsements, like, when he was coming up in the beginning. And it's like, and that's Michael Jordan. Zion's played 19 games. And he and he's the cover athlete of the video game, and it's like I don't even know if Giannis or Kawhi has ever been a cover athlete at two K. Uh, I know I know Kawhi has Kawhi definitely has, and I don't think Giannis ever has. So you have the guy that's the reigning Finals MVP and was like the hottest free agent of the summer. Oh, Giannis was. I'm sorry, Giannis was. Yeah, he was last year's two K nineteen. He was. Yeah, he was last year's. That was like Anthony Davis. No, two K twenty. Anthony Davis. Yeah, two, the one that's out now is Anthony Davis, and the legend edition is Dwayne Wade. 2K19 was Giannis. The 20th anniversary edition was LeBron, and the one that was released in Australia was Ben Simmons. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a take that might get me some heat. Go ahead. I think those are the laziest games ever made. Uh they can be. Also, the thing I don't like, and I'll say this: I have a bigger gripe with, with 2K trying to profit off the death of kobe than i do with anything else they've done i just think every sports game is so lazy in the same thing every year and the graphics are awful and it's like you look at a game like like the last of us part one on ps3 looks better than 2k on ps4 like metal gear solid 5 which was like a launch title for ps4 looks better than 2k right now on ps4 like they had zero improvement like they don't even bother trying to make things better. It's like such a deliberate cash grab where I'm just like, man, like, can't we at least like make the graphics better every year? Can we make the gameplay smoother every year? Like it's so disappointing and everyone buys it. And I'm like, man, y'all are just eating the laziness. Have, have you played last of us two yet? I'm playing it right now. I want this podcast to wrap up so I can play it. I'm not going to tell you where I am. I'll just give you how many hours I'm into. Yeah, I'm just 12 hours. Day you're on. No, I don't want to do that because that's kind of a spoiler. Okay. Oh, there's a train going by. That's cool. Anyways. Oh, for those who don't know, I, there's a train track right behind me. So if you ever hear a train while I'm talking, that's what that is. It's also me trying to get the hell out of here. It's the train. Um, yeah. Yeah. There we go. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, last of I'm 12 hours in. Okay. And, no, 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 no. I, I guarantee you you're ahead of me. I am playing at the slowest pace I've ever played any game. I'm not trying to miss literally anything. Oh, no, I'm not doing that. I'm just trying to beat it because I don't have that much time. I'm just taking my sweet time, man. I listen, got nothing but time, baby. Listen, if, if we have these media interviews tomorrow... You know we're going to have a whole slew of content for you next week. Can you ask them, if there's a media interview tomorrow, can you ask them about video games? You know, okay, you know what sucks? And this is what I'm going to end the podcast with. What sucks, and I still regret it, is I love the show Cobra Kai. I love that show. 
I've been meaning to watch that. We we were interviewing Reggie Jackson, and he had mentioned watching Cobra Kai is what like helped him become mentally prepared in the NBA because he just like it taught him to not care what other people think. And I was like, what the f? This guy watches Cobra Kai. And then I I wrote a little snippet of it on Twitter, and then the creator of Cobra Kai, John Hurwitz, was like, what the F, Reggie Jackson likes my show, and he was like, I want to hear more, and I was like, I'm on it, don't worry. And then I was like, I need to talk to Reggie Jackson about Cobra Kai. That game was March 8th against the Lakers. Oh, no. And then I was like, pregame, I was going to ask him, and then I was like, nobody really likes talking pregame, so I was like, you know what, bro, Like, I'll just talk to you after the game. And then, and, and I could have asked it. I could have asked it pregame, but I was like, I'll just wait till postgame. Then, then they lose the Lakers, and no one wants to talk after that game because everyone was pissed that game. And then I was like, you know what? I'll ask him next game. And I, there was no next game, and I've never been able to ask this guy about Cobra Kai, and I'm very upset. And all I want to do is freaking ask Reggie Jackson about Cobra Kai. Nothing else in this season matters. The championship doesn't matter. Nothing. Just asking Reggie Jackson about Cobra Kai. How is that? How good is that show? It's very fun. It's like, here's the thing. That show I had zero expectations for in season one. And then everyone was like, oh, it's actually pretty good. So when you go into it with expectations, it might ruin it for you. But like, it's more fun than it had any right to be when you saw the first trailers, you know? Okay, because I have YouTube TV, and I think on YouTube TV you can actually watch like YouTube shows. Yeah, that's a YouTube show, and Original. then we sold it to yeah. Netflix actually for season three. Oh, really? Yeah. So now YouTube has like nothing in terms of original shows because that was its that was its huge cash grabber. Anyway, Reggie, Jackson. wait a second. Wait a second. Hold on. I gotta ask you something. What's the best show you're watching right now? I don't really watch any shows because I'm just working till like 3 a.m. every day. Uh, what am I even watching? Uh, the I started only, watch. You're watching what? The only show I'm watching is Black Monday. Shout okay. Paul Shear. Also, uh, shout out to Bret Hart, whose birthday it is today. My favorite wrestler of all time. The GOAT. Um, I've been watching Snowpiercer on TNT. That you and should watch the movie. I've seen it. I have a funny story about that movie. Go ahead. So this is back when I was like 20 and it was like E3. So like three years ago. Yeah, basically. It was E3 and we snuck into the premiere for that for that movie. We snuck into the after party for the premiere. Me and my best friend. And we didn't we had no idea where we were. It was it was just like on a random rooftop where we parked our car. And then we were just like, screw it, let's go up there. And we go up there and then like, we didn't know the premiere was for. And then like, I'm just like mingling and talking to people. And then I kind of, and then I started seeing the signage and that it was Snowpiercer, but I still had never seen a trailer, never didn't know anything about it at the time. And then I'm talking to the lead girl and her friends. And I was like, (laughs) and I was like, what are you guys doing here? And they were like, did you watch the movie? And I was like, no, they're like, she's the main actress. And I was like, my bad. And I just kind of walked away really awkwardly. Jesus, dude, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I was like 20, I think. It was I was honestly like this time like 6 years ago, 7 years ago. Yeah, uh so the movie Snowpiercer comes out uh July 2013. So, yeah, 7 years ago around Damn, this time. Damn, so I was right. It was like 6 or 7 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, they were- uh, 
Go ahead. No, go ahead. I don't know how the TV show is, though. Yeah. It's okay. It's interesting, but it's just okay. Uh, For those who do not know, the movie Snowpiercer was directed by the same guy who did Parasite. So if you liked Parasite, you will like Snowpiercer. He also has a movie that's in my top three. See, I've watched a lot of Korean movies, but he has a movie that's in my top three Korean movies of all time called The Memories of Murder. That's his first movie. Yeah, that, Parasite, and Old Bar are my top three Korean movies of all time. Look at you. Undebatable. Such a hipster. Bunch of hipster. You know, the only reason I knew what Old Boy was is because, all right, this is, we're, we're rambling way too long. No, okay. they, they appreciate no, this. No, 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 you're dead. You, you're out of this. Uh, you have bad movie superhero taste. So I'm going to wrap this up. You I'm said that four times. Everything is okay. <laughs> oh, hopefully... Nothing serious is happening with whoever tested positive. It might be asymptomatic or mild illness. And we'll see if we have any media. If not, then we're just, it's a wrap in terms of us getting coverage for like the next week or so. But they did seem to mention that the facility was only closed for today and tomorrow at the most. So I'm not worried too much. So uh, the Clippers are expected to be leaving for Orlando next Wednesday. I'm trying to do the math on what day that would be. I believe that's the 9th, 8th, 8th, if I can do math. Yeah, 8th. Um, They will then be in Orlando and then they'll be doing all that stuff. Their practice court is going to be shipped to Orlando for them to practice on. It's one of the many practice courts that's being sent there. Um, it's going to be a very weird thing. So Brian Seaman, friend of the show, former guest, um, was on the news the other day talking about how they, meaning local re- local announcers, are going to be calling the games from a local studio. So, like, Brian Seaman will be in Los Angeles calling a game in Orlando from a studio in Los Angeles. That's just the age we live in now. So... 2020, baby. Yeah. Um, also, according to Adam Silver, some of the sound might be a little bit delayed because of profanities... Which is hilarious because I'm sure you're going to hear you would hear a lot of them from Patrick Beverly, Marcus Morris Sr., Montres Harrell. Can't wait. Yeah, the whole the whole the whole season is going to be delayed because of how much they're going to curse those three people. Do you remember why there is a seven second delay on TV feeds? No, because I'm not 50 years old and I don't remember these things like you I know. hate you. It's because of the Super Bowl thing with Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake. But it was a great day. Okay, we're done. We are done, folks. I know that California, if you're listening to this in the state of California, California just released uh, new mandates. If you are in public and you do go out in public, please wear a mask, wash your hands, you know, practice social distancing. Obviously, there's the go ahead. If anything, wash your hands after you listen to this podcast. Because I bet you feel dirty after listening to this guy's awful movie takes. So wash your hands. Call your friends and family to check on their mental health. I know it is very tempting to go out on July 4th weekend and party and go to outdoor barbecues and stuff. I am urging people to please, for your sake, for your family's sake, take this seriously. Be safe. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. 
just social distance. Please be safe. Look out for one another. I've said this before. I'll say it again. We have to be kind to one another because we are all we have. So be nice. Follow the rules of wearing the mask and all that stuff. You know, I hate to say it because Farbaugh's going to hate me for saying this. We are in the COVID nut cutting time. We got to be safe. I'm out. I'm I'm good. (laughs) Everybody, take it easy. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.